0: I had made it to the church on time. A few minutes early, actually. And I was quite pleased. It was Christmas Eve. I was 16 years old. Life was dicey at home. And no one in my family wanted to be part of this church-going experiment with me. And Yet something still pulled at me, urging me to come towards this mystery, even though it meant setting out alone late on that cold, dark night. The downtown streets were empty, and I found parking just down the block from Trinity Episcopal Church in Bloomington, Indiana and opening the huge wooden doors, I stepped in past the thick limestone walls and the heavy doors slammed shut behind me and I stopped in my tracks. I had not known about the formal pre-service music anthems and chorales sung by this remarkable choir accompanied by strings and brass. I stood there in the aisle looking around at the jam-packed church. Every seat taken. No doubt people had been there for some time already. I was flustered and disappointed, and I was about to slink back out before anyone could see who was making the ruckus in the middle of such beauty when an usher appeared at my side. It was someone I vaguely recognized but did not know who motioned for me to come He nodded, welcoming me in. Come. He handed me a bulletin, and even as the gorgeous music continued to fill the candle at church, he gracefully and graciously helped me find a bit of room in a packed pew. On so many levels, I felt alone and out of place there by myself, arriving late, not really knowing how things worked or what page we were on, and surrounded by people who appeared to have life much more together than I. And more than that, they were clearly together. Long lines of families reunited for the holidays, shoulder to shoulder in church. And then there was me. For all the beauty and pressure and hype, the truth is that Christmas can also be awkward and lonely. At least it it sure seemed like it was headed in that direction for Mary and Joseph. I wonder if those soon-to-be parents felt that unease, if they carried doubts, considered trying to somehow slip out into the shadows. I wonder if they worried about what it is that they were saying yes to, if they questioned if it was too late to change their minds. I mean, can you imagine? We know the story, but but if we really stop to consider it, Mary was pregnant and they weren't married. Joseph had decided to stay with her no doubt to his own shame in the eyes of so many in that patriarchal patriarchal culture They were traveling far from home and they weren't sure where they would stay who would offer them help how they might find respite And yet still they come Like Mary and Joseph, I I questioned whether there was room for me. I wondered if I was foolish to be heeding this beckoning invitation, this nudging to listen to the Spirit and attempt to draw near. I had so many questions and so many doubts, and I did not yet know if this church could hold all that with me. As I drove home that Christmas Eve, well after midnight, the the bitter sweetness of it all still stuck in my throat. It began to snow. Lightly at first and then picking up speed, the, the big flakes growing thicker and thicker. I had to slow way down, crawling along the empty country roads. Alone in that absolute stillness. Except that suddenly, viscerally, I knew that I was not. Deep in my core, as yet without words to articulate it, I knew that there was something about this incarnation, this inbreaking of God. It upended my fear that there would not be room or that the messiness of my life was beyond redemption. As the snow swirled, I trusted, even as I did not yet understand how or why, I trusted that I could be grafted into this body, that there would be life here, I saw that we could be kin in the most unlikely ways, that I would be held up. And in that stillness, as the snow fell, I trusted that these people would be the ones to make space for me, to fold me into their families, and that they would be the ones to show up, becoming part of mine also. This uncertainty, this stress, this aloneness, this is precisely where God enters in. This is the gift of this night. This is why we come to adore this incredible God, humbled in the form of a vulnerable baby. We come because this God of ours chooses the messy places, the... The times when we don't know how we'll move forward or who will catch us. The moments when we're not sure if there's room for us or if we belong. And we hear that God says yes. Right there. Precisely then. This is where God will be present coming among us with love, with the delight of an infant. This is the scandal of the incarnation, the audacious hope made manifest in God becoming human and walking with us. God God did not require or even choose perfection, not a palace nor political power, nothing orderly or predictable or polished. God chooses instead to come in the midst of oppression to a teenage mother, unwed, unsure of where she will stay that night. God comes in the mess, looking only for open hearts and choosing to dwell there. And so friends, if if you don't know where you will find rest or who will help you continue forward, come. If you have room to share, if you have energy to extend hospitality with the weary among us, please come. If you are ready to look for the light Come, even here in the dark we trust that new life is emerging we trust because the Christ child beckons us all to draw near promising to weave us together as kin with all that we need and all that we have to offer the brokenness and the beauty held together miraculously in this new life.